anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? to the Movie Bar Podcast, the podcast by average movie fans for average movie fans. The bar is now open. My name is John, and I'm here with my co-host and little brother Kyle. Glad to be here recording, or re-recording, episode two. Yes, we tried this last week, had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back, and love is still in the air, and to celebrate... We're going to celebrate Valentine's Day as we're going to cover some of Valentine's Day's horror films, including the movie Valentine, My Bloody Valentine, and My Bloody Valentine 3D. Um, I can't wait to talk about these again. I, I liked talking about them last time, and it's always good to go over them again. Um, even though we're a little removed from Valentine's Day at this point, they're three fun horror movies, and really they're good at any time of the year. But... Um, what have you been watching recently? Well, since the last time we recorded, I've watched almost every Jackass movie. I've watched Jackass 1, 2, 2.5, 3.5, and 3. I've also watched um, No Holds Barred from the 80s, the Hulk Hogan Tiny Lister movie. I had the show that to my son to see how he reacted to it <laughs> and he se- he seemed to enjoy it uh, I've also watched uh, Chips with Dax Shepard based off of the old TV show I'm sure you're way too young to remember that one yeah, yeah. I, I, I vaguely thought that it might have been a TV show but I know it for that I remember that movie coming out come on man Eric Estrada come on yeah I've also watched uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Mm-hmm. I, that was my first time seeing it, actually. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's crazy enough where, like, even though sometimes you're like, this is stupid, it's still enjoyable. Yep, I also watched uh, Arthur with Russell Brand and Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates with uh, Zac Efron, I believe it is. Yep, and uh, is it... Dave Franco, too? Yes. Yeah. I haven't uh, wanted to see that for a while. Actually, no, no, I don't think it's Dave Franco. Oh, it, oh no, um, Adam Devine. Yes. The, it's from Workaholics, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro and Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. I love how Robert De Niro's gone from this badass mafia guy to playing grandpas in all his movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his His whole career is just crazy. I watched really uh, all over the place. Uh, Sisters with Tina Fey, and you know that that was pretty funny. And mm-hmm. Ready to Two Thousand and One's Ready to Rumble, or Two Thousands Ready to Rumble, the mm-hmm. WCW wrestling movie. Um, Very cool. And then I also um, watched the three movie, three of the movies we're going to discuss today: Valentine, My Bloody Valentine, the original, and My Bloody Valentine Three D. Cool. Um, I know you mentioned the Jackass movies. I saw Jackass Forever. Uh, do you have any plans on seeing that soon? Are you kind of waiting for that on Blu-ray? I believe I'm going to wait for Blu-ray on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I thought about going, but it was just trying to find the time. I didn't just couldn't get it together. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you can't really bring Hunter to that one yet. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, when you brought me to see Jackass 3, I was like 10 or 11, so it's that could be a good gauge. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I still enjoyed it, though, which is good. Um, I'm sure all of those have great Blu-ray features and deleted stunts and all that, too. So well, I usually imagine... the point, the you know, 2.5, 3.5, those are stunts that they film that they didn't use in the movie. Mm-hmm. but they filmed enough to make a second movie yeah and so. i always like those too because they like have the interview segments too mm-hmm. so it's just cool you get a bit more of behind the scenes thing too mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, so yeah, like I said, I watched Jackass Forever, which is great. I mean, if you like those movies, the new one's gonna also do it for you. Um, the new Scream I saw again with a friend who hadn't seen it yet. Um, uh, besides that, I saw The Princess Bride, Drive, and Bound. I also I saw all of those on film at the Coolidge Corner Theater, which is really cool. They all looked really cool on film. Um, they were doing like a Love Hurts type uh, programming for Valentine's Day, so those fit. The, well, besides Princess Bride, that was their Valentine's Day movie. Um, besides that, I watched The Addams Family and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, for some you know '80s and '90s kind of goofy comedies with some horror mixed in there. And then yeah, I watched Valentine, My Bloody Valentine, and My Bloody Valentine 3D. So, so a little festive for Valentine's Day, I guess. So with the Adams Family, you watched the original one, not the cartoon one, correct? Yeah, yeah, the original one with uh, Angelica Houston and uh, Raul Julia. But it made me want to watch the new ones. I'm pretty sure he said Hunter's a fan of the new ones too, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I definitely need to watch Adams Family Values, the two animated ones, and then. There's actually a show coming out called Wednesday, obviously mm-hmm. about Wednesday, and it has Jenny Ortega, who's in the new Scream. She's really good in that, and she's in uh, Ty West's X that's coming out. It seems like a slasher movie. I'm very excited for that. And then she's also in the Foo Fighters new movie, uh, Studio 666, so she's really diving into horror, which is just cool to see, because she's, I mean, those three movies alone are huge, and then also being being Wednesday is just crazy that she's had such a career already. Well, she could be the next screen queen. I, she's already in the lead so far for up-and-coming actresses, but yeah. The only other one that really comes to mind is Samara Weaving, but she's done Mayhem, um, The Babysitter, and then... Um, ooh, why am ready I or Not? Oh, yeah, Ready or Not, Ready or Not, who's the Scream guys also made that, so I'm hoping maybe she'll pop up and... Scream 6, but yeah, she, those two right now are my, the two modern Scream queens, I would say. So, so a movie I forgot to mention that I watched recently mm-hmm. was, I finally got to see the new Texas Chainsaw on Netflix. Yep. Have you seen that yet? I have. What'd you think? I mean... Like, I'm not going it, to... It, it's a slasher movie. It, it gives you some kills and stuff, and it, it looks good in terms of, like, cinematography and, like, the kills look cool, but, like, the story's really dumb, and, like, all the characters suck, and, like, I don't know. I just... <laughs> it is what it is, kind of. It's not like I'm going to hate on it, but, like, I don't really ever desire to watch it again. Yeah, the feeling is very mutual over here. Yeah. Um... I don't think... I know they say it's a direct sequel to the original. Yeah. But... It sucked. It did. And most of the people on Twitter have said the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, let's just put a nail in the Texas Chainsaw coffin for now. Yeah. I mean, sadly though, or sadly or for better, who knows, but I'm assuming because it's on Netflix... And it seems like it was, like, when I watched it, it was number three on trending. So I'm sure a ton of people watched it. So usually when that happens on Netflix, they're going to make another one. So maybe they get better, maybe they don't. I mean, we can say I can do a little spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, and I'll wait a little bit. But I guess there's, like, a post credit scene, and he, like, goes back to the original house. But I, I, I shut it off by then. I didn't even wait for that. But, like... As soon as the credits I, started rolling, I was out. <laughs> yeah, same. So I, I, I bloody disgusting posted an article that there was a post credit scene. So I was like, oh, I guess that's cool. He goes back to the house, but like, I don't. It's just it was, I don't know. The I really like the family aspect of Texas Chainsaw, and there was none of that in this. Like he has a adoptive mom that dies at the, at the beginning. That's not even a spoiler. But like other than that, it's just Leatherface just killing people. Is really I don't know. It, it some of it was cool, but overall it was like eh. Like, I don't really care. Let's move on. Did you know that they're coming out with a Texas Chainsaw game? Video I did. Game? I am very excited for that. By <laughs> Despite Gun Media, the movie. The same company yes. that did the Friday the 13th game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they actually just revealed last week that uh, it's not just 
Leatherface as the killer. The family's involved too. Yeah, they're doing a. Th- I think it's three versus four yep. instead of the one versus four or five that Friday the Thirteenth did. Yeah, that 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 game's gonna be fun. And um, do you know who's doing the motion caption for Leatherface for the game? I do, which is also very cool. I'll let you take it away though. He's your he's your guy. Well, this will lead right into follow up. Uh, that would be Kane Hodder, who has now officially played every major horror icon. Mm-hmm. Between Jason and Friday 7, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, he played Freddy Krueger's hand coming up out of the uh, ground, and I believe it was part 8 or 7. Mm-hmm. He's played Michael Myers in Adam Green's short driving lessons, where they do a fake scene from the original Halloween. Oh, nice. I didn't even realize he did Michael as well. I was going to yeah. say that's the only one he needs, but he's got it. He did it for that one short, and now yeah, that counts. he's playing Leatherface, so, and he's Victor Crowley, so yeah. almost every he, major. He, he is the slasher, I would have to say. And he, I mean, just, he does it so well. Like, when, when you think of a slasher and how they, like, move and act, kind of the silent, kind of, but scary, like, that is Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Which brings um, me he, into our follow-up. The name of his book, as I spoke about last time, was Unmasked. Mm-hmm. It, I've listened to the audiobook, which is read by Kane Hodder, and it's pretty good. He's had a very interesting life. Yep. From being, what's the uh, documentary called? Too. The To Helen Back, the Kane Hodder to story. Um. You know, he was bullied as a child and then moving to the island of Quaj, where if you watch anything that Adam Green does with Kane Hodder, there's always a reference to Quaj on there. Mm-hmm. Um, to being asked to perform a stunt by a newspaper writer that resulted in him burning over 90% of his body. And then the bad care that he received afterwards by a doctor who said he could treat him but couldn't. You know, it's, it's a very interesting read. If you're yeah. a horror fan, check it out. Even, Unmasked I mean, I would say Otto. just anybody, I mean, it just his life story is so fascinating. <laughs> and, like, I haven't read the book, but I know his episode of the movie Crypt and his episode of Scary Sleepover give you a little bit of an idea. Scary Sleepover is Adam Green's, like, little YouTube um, internet show he does with, like, various other people kind of getting a sense for them but um like his life is just so interesting and like what he's been able to get through is just it can inspire anybody horror or not yeah um another follow-up housekeeping uh ivan reitman passed away i believe right before valentine's day mm-hmm. um do you have any favorite ivan reitman movies um, I know you're going to go through your top five. Um, I, I, he still has some, a lot of movies I need to see, which I hate to admit, but um, I obviously Ghostbusters, like that was defined my childhood. I watched that over and over. And I think it's cool to see Ghostbusters kind of back with his son directing the new one. And uh, hopefully that kind of gets to the kids nowadays. So it's Ghostbusters has just been a thing that's carried over generations. And then um, Kindergarten Cop was another one when I was little. I just love that. I couldn't get enough of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that. And uh, he was really just goes to show he had so many actors working with him just over and over, and they they must have loved him. And uh, I think that's also something to admire. Um, I know he's also s- did Twins, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Sadly, I need to watch that. Um, but he was set to do Triplets, the sequel, with Eddie Murphy being introduced as the brother to Arnold and Danny DeVito. Um, and I know they're actually planning to film that around Boston. I assume sometime this year. Uh, I was hoping to work on that in some capacity if I could. I work on some films around here, but it'll be interesting to see if that goes forward. Maybe his son will step in and kind of do that as well. It should be cool to see him kind of carry the reins. But where do you say your top five favorite Ivan Reitman movies are? Well, I'd start off with Twins, you know, Dan DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean... Mm-hmm. You can't beat a scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is sitting on a plane going, yakety yak, don't talk back, you know, singing. <laughs> um, wow. Ghostbusters 2, you know, classic movie. 
Mm-hmm. You know, my sons enjoyed it also. I've shown them both Ghostbusters. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, just... It, it was very well put together. Yeah. You know, Have you showed that to Hunter yet? Not yet. There's a certain scene in it I don't want him repeating. <laughs> and I'm sure people would kill me if he did. That's fair. And if you don't know what that scene is, just go watch it. I'm sure you'll figure it out right away. I don't I don't remember exactly, but like I just remember being little and like there was something I was like I should not I should not be hearing or looking at that, but well, I'll have to go back and rewatch too. Boys have you know what and girls have you know what, okay? I'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number four number two, Ghostbusters, the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, classic movie. But my my number one favorite movie is Stripes. You ever seen that? I've not. That's been on my list forever. This is Bill Murray as well, right? That's uh Bill Murray uh, John Candy, Dan Larroquette, mm-hmm. Harold Ramis, and, you know, it's two guys join the army, and it shows they're going through basic training, and then all the chaos that ensues, mm-hmm. and then they go off to Germany to guard a vehicle. It, very funny movie. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a great cast, too, clearly. You know, I'm a sucker for military movies. Spent eight years mm-hmm. in the Army myself. and In Germany as well. I was also in Germany. I wasn't guarding a vehicle, though. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and I didn't start any wars with Russia, so. Yeah. It's like they did, but okay. definitely worth checking out. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's that's been a movie. I mean, everybody has their movies. I mean, maybe you don't, because... <laughs> You're far past me, but I have so many movies that I'll see, and I'll be like, that's one of those movies I just need to watch. It's like a classic staple, and that's definitely always been one of them for me. So uh, let's move on to movie new movie releases that yeah. happened last week. <laughs> yeah, so this is a week prior due to technical difficulties, but uh, um, first one we'll start off with is Dog. Um, I did, didn't realize last week, but this was actually stars Channing Tatum, and he actually co-directed it as well, which is pretty cool. See him kind of dive into that. Um, it actually got really good reviews so far. Uh, I forget exactly what it has in Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's like f- fresh and good uh, audience score. So that was kind of unexpected for me. Um, I, I, I guess I want to see it. I don't know if I'm going to get it to theaters to watch it. Um, there's a lot of other stuff kind of coming out. I'm kind of busy right now. I don't know if I can go go and see it, but uh, do you think you're going to go see it? Do you think you're going to wait for Blu-ray? I'm most likely going to wait for it to come out mm-hmm. on digital Yeah. at this point. It's something I do I do want to see. Yeah. Uh, Probably Hunter's, a good... Hunter's expressed interest in seeing it. He loves dogs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, plus, you know, Channing Tatum, I enjoy his work. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Nash is in it also. If you don't know professional wrestler Kevin Nash. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, he plays the old man in it. Plus, mm-hmm. it's a military movie, technically. Yeah. So, I'm probably pretty heartfelt. That. Yeah. I think the dog's name's Lulu. If I'm, I could be mistaken. I've seen a lot of advertising for it, so I, I know the dog's name. And it looks funny. Like, the dog is out of control, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's always impressive when they're able to get a dog to actually act and do what they want. And make a whole movie with it somehow. And then um, also came out last week, Uncharted, with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Yeah. How I, do you feel about that one? I've never played the video games, mm-hmm. so I have no idea what it's about. Don't really have an interest to see it, even though I do enjoy Mark Wahlberg movies. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a pass. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the games. I think the games are just so good. Um, and because I'm a huge fan, the the new movie kind of rubs me in the wrong way. Uh, like, I think it could be a fun movie. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I wish it wasn't an Uncharted movie. I think if it had a different title, kind of different kind of thing, I, I might be able to accept it more. But it'll be hard to kind of separate from the games. Uh, and even though 
I don't know. Like, I could enjoy it. I think I, I definitely have to go see it just to see, you know, just to know what they did with it. And maybe I'll end up liking it, but I, I kind of think I won't. Um, I do think it did very well at the box office, though, so it's going to end up, we're going to get a sequel or two. So maybe they'll be able to pull it in for that and make it a little better to the games, but time will tell on that one. Um, another movie that came out is The Cursed. I actually saw this since we last re-recorded. Um, it was, it was, it's a werewolf movie. I, I, I liked it. Um, a couple things I didn't like too much, but I'm glad I went to go see it. Um, it has really cool production design. It's like the early 1900s, late 1800s. So it has that aesthetic. The cinematography is really cool. Excuse me. It does, uh, some cool things with kind of the werewolf lore and like why people become werewolves and all that. Um, so it did some cool things. It's kind of a slow burn. It's not... It's, like, more of a folky horror than, like, in-your-face horror. But I still enjoyed it. I'm glad I saw it. Um, and it's just cool to see, like, a big movie, big horror movie in theaters and stuff. And uh, I'm not sure if it, how much money it made. Probably not that much compared to Uncharted. But, yeah, it was it was fine. Um, and then we already talked about it, but Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Well, s- since we're recording this a week later than expected. Um, a couple movies coming out this week. Um, Gasoline Alley with Bruce Willis, Devin Sauer, and Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. Is that a newer movie? Yep, that comes out on Friday. It's a, uh, a man is implicated in a triple homicide of three Hollywood startlets, begins his own investigation. Needing assistance, he enlists two detectives on his tail in order to expose conspiracy more explosive than any of them imagined. It's amazing how many movies Bruce Willis is in now that are just like direct to Blu-ray and DVD, but it's like a lot every year. Oh, this is in the theaters. Oh, it's in theaters. Yeah. Um, oh. It's good to see Devin Sawa making a comeback. Is that, who's that? He, he was in um, final, the original Final Destination. Oh, is he like one of the kids in the original one? Yeah, he's the main kid. Oh. Let me see. Let me search him up. Oh, yes. And, he looks uh, very familiar. He he was recently in Black Friday. Did you see mm-hmm. that? No, I, I wanted to, though, because I'm a big Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell fan. And uh, it was, honestly, the interview Bruce Campbell and I think direct, the director of it did on... Uh, the Yorkie Thon that kind of got me interested in definitely watching it. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. After the um, Yorkie Thon, the mm-hmm. tw- the 48-hour marathon put on by Joe Lynch and Adam Green, I didn't realize that was actually filmed in North Attleboro, Mass. Yep. At the old Babies R Us there by the mall. Very cool. Um, I wish I had known that. Yeah. That would have um, been a cool set to work on. Another movie is The Desperate Hour, starring Naomi Watts. A mother desperately races against time to save her child as the authorities place her small town in lockdown due to an active shooter incident. Hmm. And that's directed by Philip Noyce. Um, Sounds interesting. Yeah, Naomi Watts is obviously a great actress. And the other big movie is the Foo Fighters movie, The Studio 666. Yes, I'm, as a huge Foo Fighter fan, I'm very excited to see them essentially rip off the Evil Dead, but I am, I will be there this weekend watching it, so yeah. I can report back. Okay. That, it's funny. Oh, that's, that, you can go. The director of that is BJ McDonald, isn't that the guy that directed Hatchet 3? It is, so you know he's gonna bring the horror, um. Yeah, and that, this movie, too, it's been in the works for a while. I remember almost a year ago hearing about it, how it was filmed in 2020. So it's kind of been on the back burner for a while, so it's cool to see it's actually coming out. I thought it wasn't real for a while, and I was uh, the Foo Fighters in a horror movie directed by that guy sounded perfect to me, so I'm glad it's finally coming out. It's been been on my list forever. Yeah, and um, for Blu-ray releases, uh, last week the... Skulls three movie Blu-ray came out. 
Mm-hmm. I know when we recorded last week, we had a you had never heard of the Skulls movies. Correct? Yeah, the whole culty thing with Paul Walker that definitely definitely piqued my interest. I was shocked I hadn't heard of them, but I will definitely be checking them out. Yeah, they're very good movies. Um, with each sequel, it gets a little more campier. Mm-hmm. But um, is uh, Paul Walker only in the first? Yeah. It, yeah. There might be like one or two people that return. Yeah, I mean, I figured he's. It, that's usually how it goes. There'll be a bigger star in the first one, and then the sequels kind of. There'll be some returners, some new people. Um. So that came out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you pick that up. I haven't picked it up yet. I'm kind of at a transition in my life mm-hmm. where I'd like to go digital. Yeah. But then there's movies that are not on digital. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of torn. Yeah. So, like, for example, with the new Texas Chainsaw disregarding the quality of it um you i assume you would want to have all of them on blu-ray but like if that one doesn't come out on blu-ray would that be something that bothers you if you have that kind of missing spot no i mean i do have all the other texas chainsaws Mm -hmm. and i'm not really concerned if it doesn't come out on blu-ray yeah because Netflix, it's it's hit or miss. You don't know if it's going to come out. Like, there's movies that I love on Netflix that mm-hmm. were Netflix originals that didn't come out, like um, Point Blank or the Mark Wahlberg movie. Spencer Confidential. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I mostly buy the Blu-rays for the digital feature, uh, the special features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I enjoy watching, you know, behind the scenes. I enjoy audit, alternate commentaries. Mm-hmm. But some digital movies have that if you purchase it through Vudu or Movies Anywhere or Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah. So if I can get a deal, that'll be my deciding factor. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I get that. Something like Halloween kills. I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. But I have all the other ones, so you know I have to buy it. You know. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I, I the reason why I ask is I did see since Texas Chainsaw came out on Twitter, people were talking about how they were kind of upset that they Netflix doesn't do all the Blu-ray releases. And I know Mike Flanagan, who's uh, I think he, he he's a bigger horror guy. He did uh like Midnight Mass and Haunting of Hill House and those stuff on Netflix. Um, I'm blanking on the movies he's done. But I know he's pushes Netflix to try to get uh, physical releases of all his stuff, but uh, they just don't budge. They're just not doing it. So just interesting, is, since you're obviously a huge Blu-ray collector, how you felt. Yeah, it's a uh, hit or miss. It all depends. I mean... Yeah. But um, coming out next week, there's really not anything that intrigues me, mm-hmm. except for the... Um, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The Complete Series from 1969 and 1978. Ooh. But that's about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, Scooby-Doo's great, but... Uh, Robert Rodriguez is coming out with Red 11 and Rebel Without a Crew. I don't know. Like on uh, Blu-ray or yeah, those new, mov- new movies? I don't oh, know. I haven't even heard of those. Yeah, there's no photo on it. It's... It's two movies, Red Eleven and then Rebel Without a Crew. I know that was the name of his book. Hmm. So I don't know if it's a documentary or... Yeah. But something to follow up with next week, I'll look into it. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez is cool, of course. Yeah. So, um... Um, Should we hop into our main topic today? Yeah, I think we should finally celebrate Valentine's Day. (laughs) It's about time. So, um... Let's start off with Valentine. Yeah, um, I can kind of introduce this one. Um, so it was directed by Jamie Blanks, who uh, he's also known for Urban Legend. So both of these movies, Valentine came out in 2001, Urban Legend was a couple years prior. Uh, they kind of follow 
the scream uh, craze, having that type of horror movie with the meta ness. Um, when it was, when it first came out, it was kind of criticized though for being similar to the '80s slashers. But I kind of disagree with that. I feel like it falls more into the post-Scream category, really emphasizing this meta-ness and obviously paying homage to the older slashers, but having a, a, just this very Scream-ness. I, I, I don't know the word to describe it, but it fits within that uh, category. And uh, I love Dead Meat and their podcasts and their the kill counts and all that. They kind of agreed on that in the kill count for this movie. Uh, is James A. Janice is the host, and he said he, does, he doesn't think it is like 80 slashers at all, so I agree. Um, the cast is Denise Richards, David Boreanis, Catherine Heigl, and then uh, I didn't even realize it was her, um, but Judy Hicks from Scream 4 and 5, her name's Marley Shelton. Um, I watched this movie, watched the new Scream, didn't even make the connection until afterwards, but it's cool just to see this is obviously early in her career. She's the kind of final girl main character type in this, and then obviously she's great in the Scream movie, so it's cool to see her at uh, different points in her career, kind of still doing horror stuff. Um, but yeah, um, what did you think of this movie? Um, it had been a couple of years since I had seen it. Uh, I remember the cherub face. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought of it when I watched Happy Death Day. One oh, two. yeah. Definitely, yeah, I didn't even think of that. The masks are very similar. But, um... You know, looking at the, the notes that you sent me talking about um, a YouTube comment that you saw mm-hmm. when in the opening that the kid Jeremy Milton Milton asked the girls to dance how it kind of foreshadows how they die. Yeah, um, I thought that was such a cool aspect. And I, I wish I'd, I mean, obviously if I knew it before, I would have spoiled it, but... Um that kind of changed my perspective of the movie when I read that comment. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's little stuff like that. You might not catch until the second, third or fourth time that you watch a movie. Yeah. Or unless you read it online, but mm-hmm. you, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Valentine yet, um, you know, Shelly says in your dreams, loser, killed while sleeping in the position in a body bag which is actually kind of funny that Katherine Heigl has disowned this movie I know when, even though she's in it for like seven minutes and she's one of the top billed actresses for the movie her and uh, Denise Richards and they have the yeah. least amount of screen time of any of them mm-hmm. but uh yeah I, I, it's she didn't read the script completely yep according to IMDb. And when she saw the finished cut, she has disowned it, says she doesn't like it. So. I, I mean, even if she read the her part in the script, it, I don't really get her being, like, not liking it when, I mean, it, it kind of follows the same pattern of her scene. So that's a little weird to me, but yeah, I guess she can do what she wants. But, you know, um, the other girls... Lily says, ew, and she receives a box of chocolate with magnets, later killed with a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. and she fell into a dumpster. Yep. Which is ew. Ew. Uh, Paige, played by Denise Richards, I'd rather be boiled alive, gets electrocuted in a hot tub. Boiled alive. Kate's response, maybe later, Jeremy. She survives because she showed kindness. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy uh, was caught making out with him under the bleachers by the bullies and says that he attacked her. And, spoiler alert, he pretty much sets her up for it. All the murders that have happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think it's a nice slasher, slasher film. Yeah. With the interesting twist at the end. For sure. Um, before we get into the ending, um, one thing I think that's interesting about it that kind of goes with that is that it is based on a novel, which is just interesting to see a slasher that's first based on a novel kind of come to light. I mean, a lot of them are based on serial killers and stuff, but this one being based on a novel, I feel like the kind of foreshadowing really plays into that. And like something that's cool about it is that you literally know who the killer is the whole time, even though it has this 
who done it kind of aspect. You know it's uh, Jeremy. You just don't know who Jeremy is in the future, what he looks like, which I think is cool. And, like, he's almost, like, sympathetic in a way because, obviously, he's in middle school. He's kind of bullied by these girls and stuff. But, I mean, I don't think that justifies him killing them all these years later. But it's uh, it's cool. It's just an interesting kind of slasher in that way, kind of his motivation and uh, how they play it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I don't have the greatest memory. Mm-hmm. But watching it, I couldn't remember how it ended. Yeah. And if you want to talk about the ending now. Yeah, let's get into it. You know, if you notice throughout the movie as Jeremy kills people, his nose starts to bleed through the mask. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you think that it's, um, I forget her name already, Dorothy, because she kind of like, a lot of shit happens at her Valentine's Day party. Mm-hmm. And. Just when you think the movie's over and the twist, the uh, Kate is with her boyfriend, Adam, and his nose starts to bleed, which makes mm-hmm. him the killer. Like, Yeah, and I think it's interesting because when, I, when I first watched it, obviously she unmasks the killer after they fall down the stairs and you see it's Dorothy and I was like, what? Like, I was convinced it was Adam at that point. And then... You have this minute where you're like, wait, like, it was Dorothy? And then you see the nose fall, nosebleed, which is cool. And it made me actually go back and watch that scene over again. And, like, you can kind of tell that when Dorothy's in the costume, like, she's kind of pushed down the stairs. And, like, it looks yeah. like the killer's tackling, um, I for- forget her name, Marley Shelton's character, when they fall down the stairs. But then if you go back, she's clearly falling, not, like, doing it on purpose. And then she does kind of sit up in that slashery way, which is just, you know, maybe a little bit of coincidence. But it was cool to go back and kind of catch and see what they're doing. And it kind of came full circle for me, and I kind of got what was happening. Like, he put Dorothy in the costume and then shoved her down the stairs and then got away with it. And I, I think that's also, you don't typically see a slasher get away with it like you do in this movie. Like, it has a lot of interesting aspects like that that you don't really see in other movies. Especially without a sequel. Yes, very interesting. It's quite the cliffhanger. And I'm sure if it had done better at the box office, Mm -hmm. it would have had a sequel. Yeah. And it is, even without a sequel, though, I think it's a very good, it's a very good ending, kind of just having that be a singular story and then i mean who knows maybe eventually she figures out that he was the killer and maybe they just live their life and it's over with which is kind of cool and also sad <laughs> yeah but uh on a scale of one to five what would you rate this movie hmm are we doing half stars or just one to stars? five however you want to okay. e- either way I think I'd give it like a, I'd give it a three. Like there's some parts I didn't like, you know, it's uh, the kills are kind of, lo- some of the kills are boring, um, but it does a lot of cool things and I overall I enjoyed it. I think that's how I judge most things. I'm glad I watched it, enjoyed it. Um, I'd probably watch it again. Be fun to watch with some people that haven't seen it before. So yeah, I think I'd do a three. What would you do it? I'd give it a four. Four. You know, I, I like, I like the plot. Mm-hmm. I like that it kept me guessing. And I like that even when it ended, I was still like, okay. Yeah. So. And it, it does have some, like, funny parts, too. Like, there's a scene where the girl dips her hair in the toilet to wet it and kind of wash it, which I think's funny. The, the guy says wax it right before they're about to hook up. It's just some weird stuff. And it has that, it does have the valentine kind of, you know, trying to be like the sexy rom-com thing too, which I think it, it it's kind of self-aware of and it makes fun of a little bit. So it has, it has, I don't know. It has the comedy too that works. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Um, so, uh, let's move on to My Bloody Valentine. Um, My Bloody Valentine came out in 1981. It's directed by George Mulholland. Uh, he hasn't really 
done much since. He's pitched a sequel to it. Mm -hmm. To, I believe, Paramount, but it's been shot down several times. Yeah. I think I even Uh, saw he's even still working on it, so who knows if we'll get another one. Yeah, and actually, uh, Jamie Blanks, when he received the script for Valentine, he thought it was a sequel to My Bloody Valentine. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of how the two films connect. Yeah. Um, It stars Paul Kilman, Laurie Hollier, and Neil Affleck as the three main characters. Um, So pretty much, it's about a small mining town that has an urban legend of this guy, Henry Warden, or Harry Warden. That if they hold a Valentine's Day party, Harry will come back and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Good so, legend. Here they are. They're having a Valentine's Day party. The kids in the town are having it. And one by one, people start getting picked off. Um, so you said you watched the uncut version. Yes. Which showed the kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A so lot of the kills. I guess in 1981, I mean, even this was kind of the heyday of slashers and stuff. It's a Canadian film, so I don't know if that kind of affected it. But it was heavily censored, and a lot of the kills were cut. Um, So I think there's a total of like eight minutes cut from it. Not all of those were kills and gore and stuff. Um, So before watching this, I was kind of reading about it, and a lot of people said that the uncut version adds a lot. And it's only three minutes, but it's pretty much three minutes of kills that's added. And so I, I bought the, I think it's the Scream Factory versions. It was like 20 bucks on Amazon, so I figured why not. Um, so I bought that and kind of watched it that way. And I, I'm, if, I believe you watched the regular cut, and I watched the uncut. So I think yes. the uncut adds a lot to the movie. And I think with I would be interested to watch it without it and kind of see what I thought. But um, what did you think of it overall? Uh, as you said, I did watch the regular version mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see some kills yeah that you had talked about about you know the being hooked up on the water line yeah that like the kills were what stood out to me so like that's why it, this movie's interesting to talk about is because like the the cuts matter so much and again this goes back to like physical stuff why it's important to have that kind of cut content and ha- this is a good example of how it can totally change the movie yeah, um, I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of slow. Yeah. But I got to say, that one dude's mustache, <laughs> badass. Yeah, yeah, with the little curls at the end. Yeah. He was great. I, I was and very sad when he died. That had to have the slowest chase scene mm-hmm. when Henry uh, Harry Warden is chasing the other two characters on the... The carts. Yeah. From the mine. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> they try to make it like this like high-speed mine cart chase, and it just... It looked very silly. Yeah. That part like, did not hold up. They were literally like inches from each other. It's like, oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, no, yeah. never mind. And then they do but, like the kind of fake struggle thing where it's like, oh, are we going to... Which side are we going to fall to? But like they're just standing there kind of moving a little bit. Yeah. If they had just stayed on the cart for another few seconds, they would have been with all the police. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoy the pickaxe. Yes, That's that a, was a great slash. Again, it, like you never think it would be a good slasher weapon, but it's, it's used very well. You know, and all the little tropes, the Valentine's Day tropes, like mm-hmm. the box of chocolates that's really a, a heart inside. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it has the the kind of main little love triangle. I think I I I, I did like that aspect too. I I liked the characters enough where I was interested in that dynamic. And then the twist at the end that it's not Henry Harry Wooden, it's mm-hmm. Axel. You know. Yeah. Were you? Spoiler uh, alert, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you kind of up until that point? I was like, it could be like I thought it might have been one of them. They're hinting at that. But also, as like maybe it is actually Harry. Did you were you kind of leaning one way before that reveal, or what were you thinking? This was the first time that I had watched this movie. Yeah, and you know, with the Jasons and the Freddies, they keep coming back. You know, 
Victor Crowley spiritual ghosts that come mm-hmm. back and kill. I definitely thought it was Harry Wood. Yeah. And I had to break this up while I watched it because I wanted to make sure I watched it before we recorded last week. Before the episode went to trash, but <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Axel. Like, who was that? Okay, so I go back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a quite quite the twist at the end. I could definitely see a sequel coming out of it. Yeah. I think at this point it's a little too late. Well, I do feel like with the whole in in the new scream they call them requels where they're like, you know, 50 years later, 40 years later, the killer comes back. They're doing a lot of those nowadays, obviously. So I do think kind of seeing Axel come back, you know, he only has one arm now. That could be cool to kind of have it be like the legend comes back, that type of thing. But this isn't like, it's a well-known horror franchise and slasher, but like, I don't know if it'll have any legs, you know, coming out in theaters like the Halloweens and the Screams do. But it could be cool to see a sequel like that, I think. A requel like that. You know, a lot of these movies nowadays coming out, the Texas Chainsaw with with Sally from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu, that had the girl from the original, I Spit on Your Grave. Mm-hmm. Halloween, Jamie, Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween, I said Halloween, right? Yeah. yeah, Scream with Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like, okay, let's give them one last go-round, you know? Yeah. It's only a matter of time before Robert England's putting on the Freddy makeup and glove again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, just stay where... Leave it where it was. Yeah. But uh, what would you rate this one? I think I would probably give this one a four, if not a, f- a four and a half. I, I mean, I think the kills and the practical effects were so cool, and that's something I really appreciate. Um, so I that's always going to bump up my rating a little bit. And uh, I, I kind of wish you watched the uncut version, but... I mean, that's not as easy to watch, um, but the kills were cool, so I think I have to up my rating for that. But I'll stick at a four. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I liked the whodunit aspect and the kind of love triangle, the kills. There's a lot of cool shots with the first person. Um, they did the, the heavy breathing that kind of Halloween does, like when you're from the perspective of the killer that I enjoyed. But yeah, mm-hmm. where'd you rate it? I'm going to go with a three, three mm-hmm. stars for right now. Um, I would like to sit down and watch the uncut version. Yeah. And see if maybe that changes my mind. Mm-hmm. But as of now, I'm going to stick with a three. I respect that. I, I do feel like without the uncut version, I wouldn't have enjoyed it nearly as much. But um, it may not have gotten a sequel, but it sure as hell got a reboot. Mm-hmm. You want to introduce this mo- the next movie? Yeah, so uh, in 2009, we got My Bloody Valentine 3D. Um, so this kind of came out in the, the remake uh, craze right around the Friday the 13th requel. Uh, sorry, Friday the 13th remake, not a requel. Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street one came out around then. There had kind of already been a couple Texas Chainsaw remakes. Um, so this was during that craze, trying to capitalize on that. Um, it was directed by Pat- Patrick Lucier. Um, I think he's mainly an editor, but he also did Drive Angry with Nick Cage, and he's directed some episodes of TV shows, but um, not the biggest director. Um, it stars Jensen Ackles, who's from Supernatural. He's pretty well known at the time. Um, it's funny because he was in this remake, and then the other Supernatural actor, I forget his name, but he was in the Friday the 13th one, so they kind of split up and did their own horror remakes at the time, same year. Um, besides him though, there's Jamie King, Kerr Smith, and then of course, Tom Atkins, who he's from, I know mainly from Halloween three, which I love the, the, um, I forget the name of the company that has the sham, oh, Shamrock masks. I think that's what it's called that Halloween, not the Michael Myers ones, but yeah, um, it's very 3d. (laughs) You can definitely tell watching it. 
Um, they really emphasize that aspect of it. And weirdly enough, it made me want to watch it in 3D. Um, yeah, the the 3D effects with like the pickaxe coming through the windshield. Very cool. That would have been a good so, kind of jump scare, I think, in the theater. I know I keep referring to the episode we recorded last week <laughs> that didn't air, yeah. but we had a, a discussion about 3D technology. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was one of the um, old school 3D where you put on the red and the blue glasses. Yeah. But I was wrong. It was actually the modern day 3D technology. The real 3D. Yeah. As they call it. Yeah. But, um, so I saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. And a funny story behind that. When I was stationed in Germany... We had a little movie theater on post. It was $6 a movie. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of first-run movies and movies that came out. We'd get it a couple weeks later, you know? Yeah. And they every month, um, AFES, which is like the main company that runs all the stuff on posts, mm-hmm. would put out a, uh, a calendar of what movie is playing what day. And... This was scheduled for a Tuesday night at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And I was excited because, you know, I love horror movies and I had wanted to see this. And the movie theater manager, you know, we were talking one day. I was there every almost every other day, so we became very friendly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see My Bloody Valentine. She goes, oh, when's that playing? I said, oh, at the end of the month, like Tuesday night. She goes, oh, they want me to close that day <laughs> for renovations. And I was like, well, are you going to play the movie another day? And she goes, no, I only have it that one day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got bummed, but she was like, let me see what I can do. So she told her boss that a bunch of people were excited to see this movie and that she closed another day. <laughs> so the boss was like, okay, stay open. Play the movie. You know how many people were in the theater that day? Uh, I'm going to guess it was uh, a pretty low amount. Yeah, one, <laughs> me. Must have been nice to have the whole theater yourself, though. I did. Mm-hmm. It was very Take nice. Feet up. But, um, yeah. So, I, I enjoyed it. Rewatching it this last time, I couldn't remember exactly what mm-hmm. happened. Like, after watching the original, then it's like, okay, Axel's the killer. And this movie makes you think that the entire Mm -hmm. time. Like, you know, because Jensen Eccles, he's around every time Harry Wooden kills. But, spoiler alert, it was him the whole time imagining it. Like... When he comes face to face with Harry Wooden, when he's locked in that the fencing cage, yeah. they kind of have that like mirror moment, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I totally agree with you there. It's cool how they kind of switched up the twist while still having it, but it's it's not what you expect because it's like Jensen Ackles when he was younger, his character Tom kind of saw harry murder a bunch of people or not when he was younger like 10 years prior kind of saw harry's uh killing spree and so that kind of messed with messed him up and that's why he kind of comes back and it's like it's almost like he's possessed by harry in a way but it could just be like his kind of trauma from that experience like manifesting which i think is a cool little twist um i think another kind of cool thing they have like the mirror scene with him and harry is there's a scene when Tom's walking with the pickaxe kind of menacingly going towards them and he's like hitting the lights with the pickaxe. Mm-hmm. And every time he hits the light for a split second, it flashes him in the minor costume. And it's very subtle, but I thought that was cool. And I, I know you said last week too, that's kind of how they paid homage to the, they had a similar thing in the original. So it was cool. They paid homage to that. Yep. What did you, th- when in- go on, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I was just going to ask, like, what you thought of the kills in this movie. They were good. Mm-hmm. And different. Yeah. You know, um, 
I like that it kept me guessing, like, you know, when they're in the scene in the supermarket and Axel's wife and his girlfriend mm-hmm. are the two there and Harry Wooden shows up and next thing you know, the wife gets out and Axel just randomly shows mm-hmm. up. Like, okay, so it's definitely him, it's definitely him, but then at the end, I I liked it better than the original, I'll, I'll say that yeah. much. This one's definitely, I mean, obviously this one isn't cut, like, it has the kills in it, it's like, it's very confident in, in itself as a remake too, which I think's good, um, it doesn't shy away from using stuff from the original while also changing it a bit kind of making its own um i i I don't think i liked it more than the original but i still liked i thoroughly enjoyed watching it um and does have that kind of edgy mid-2000s horror vibe to it which can irk me a little bit sometimes but i mean it doesn't take away from it too much for me but um it was cool that tom atkins is in it as well um i love him in halloween 3 so it's just cool to see him in this this as well yeah. What would you uh, rate it? I'm going to go 3.5 stars. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? I think I would give it a 3. Like Valentine. Um, like, I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, some, some things I didn't like as much, but, you know, I think a 3 is a good... Enjoyed it. It, it. it didn't do do anything special for me necessarily like the original did, but I still enjoyed it. I would definitely watch it again. I want to watch it in 3D, which I, I didn't think I would watch this thinking I wish I watched it in 3D, but I, I actually do. It has some cool, like you said, the pickaxe in the window and some stuff like that that it does. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the um, so to do that, you're going to need a 3D Blu- Blu-ray player, a 3D TV, okay. and 3D glasses. Okay. Uh, maybe not then. Maybe maybe in a couple of years, I'll go back to it. Yeah, and another one that could have had a sequel that didn't. Yeah, yeah. Both in both of them, the killer survives, which is cool. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I hope there's another one. I think, I think it, it does have the reputation now of being an iconic horror slasher to a degree, and the minor is a good kind of horror slasher villain that they could work with so i think if we get a sequel a requel another remake uh, i don't know it'd be cool to see another one yeah i'm pretty sure that um at some point they're gonna remake Mm it I, i was actually just looking up uh bloodydisgusting.com yep. to see if there was anything about a, a remake and I, Paul Kelman from the original movie actually just passed away three weeks oh, ago wow. at the age of 72 wow rest in peace to him I didn't even realize that right yeah. around yeah wow that's crazy that he passed away you know probably I'm assuming something he's proud of kind of defined a lot of his career yeah. So I know uh, also bloody disgusting. They had a couple weeks ago around Valentine's Day. They had an article too interviewing George Mihalaka, if that's how you pronounce it, um, about kind of trying to get a sequel made and the legacy of this movie. And they they do weekly. They do kind of. I think it's called Phantom Limbs. They just talk about movies that haven't been made or kind of sequels that fell through or different ideas for sequels that never happened which is cool and they did one for this movie uh for valentine's day week which is cool and he mentions you know trying to make one in 2001 and still wanting to make one i'm, I'm pretty sure i'll have to reread it but yeah um yeah i'm actually looking at that article mm-hmm. now and it says he had a unmade a plan for an unmade my bloody valentine 2 but also he is currently in the works on his follow-up valentine wakes which could see the original film cast of characters returning to face off against a murderous minor Mm -hmm. 
once more in present day. Ooh, so maybe we will get the requel. What was the title again? Valentine Wakes? Ooh, yeah. Okay. I think My Bloodier Valentine and, would have been a better sequel title, but that works too. Well, it was also... Another potential name was The Return of the Miner. Oh. I mean, that works. <laughs> I Again, it's like... It's not like Friday the 13th where everybody knows it. People might just not yeah. even know it's related to these. But yeah. And he's pitched three different remakes, uh, three different sequels to the original. Oh, wow. I mean, at this point, you got to give it to him. If, if it got a remake during the remake craze, I think it deserves a requel during the requel craze. I think that's only fair. Yeah, it's, it's only a matter of Yo, time. for sure. Especially, I mean, we still need a new Nightmare and Friday Thirteenth, I'm. I think those are bound to come out eventually. So, they'll keep. We don't need. Well, I, sorry, sorry. But yeah, they'll yes. want it. I, I think there's no way we don't get another one. Especially, both Scream and Halloween Kills did so well at the box office. And I mean, besides those, Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street are the other two big ones. So, it's a matter of time. Yeah. yeah. So. uh the other another movie I forgot to mention that I watched was Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Not a horror movie. Unless well, you might be for some yeah, people. Yeah, if you think love is a horror in general. But um, it it's a romantic comedy that's centered around Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. You know, so I'll give a little background for our female listeners. If there are any. But uh, it came out in 2010. Was filmed, uh, di- uh, directed by uh, Jerry Marshall. It starred Julia Roberts, Jamie Foxx, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Beale, Bradley Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, Jennifer Garner, Topher Grace... Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, Emma Roberts, Taylor Swift. So it's basically a movie in, set in a town where all these people's stories inter, in, interact with each mm-hmm. other or intertwine. Yeah. You know, and like you pointed out to me last week, Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher. I think it was their first time working together since that 70s mm-hmm. show. Very cool. So, but, uh, you know, it's a funny movie. It spawned a unofficial sequel called New Year's mm-hmm. Day, which basically the same thing that it falls on New Year's, New Year's Eve and all these stories interact with each yeah. other. I mean, that also kind of has a crazy cast too, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, definitely worth checking out for, you know, if you enjoy romantic comedies mm-hmm. or you want to, I mean, from your girlfriend isn't in the horror <laughs> for me, I think I would watch that just based on all the cast members alone. I think it's just cool. Even if they're not necessarily in it the whole time, just to see that many people that, you know, in a movie like that. And I, I also especially because they did New Year's Day. I haven't seen either of them, but I feel like having movies like that that are kind of little things that intertwine through a holiday are just cool ways to, like, sum up the holiday because, you know, the holidays are different for everybody. I don't know. Instead of... There's plenty of rom-coms that can be Valentine's Day's movie, but um, I don't know. It seems like a cool way to sum up a holiday. Yeah. And I I believe they did one for Mother's Day and... You know, next thing it'll be like Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, President's Day. So, that, that that was this yeah. week. Columbus yeah, Day. We'll get all of them. <laughs> they're running out of ideas. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I but, think uh, even though it's a little bit later, we uh, covered all the love in the air through these bloody horror films and single rom-com to sum up Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um I'm, I think it's time we shut the bar down. Yeah. 
call it a week. Uh, you know, we're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Work with us, folks. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, we're we're ironing them, iron out all the issues. You know. This is obviously we've recorded this whole episode. Uh, I take responsibility for the audio issues. Um, well, I blame Zoom mostly. Uh, but yeah, we'll. I'm very excited for our next episode. If you want to tell them what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to do our first deep dive. We're going to focus on um, Holliston homeboy, Adam Green, and Long Island's Joe mm-hmm. Lynch. Yeah, and we're going to, uh, I think you're going to cover Adam, and then uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to cover Joe, so we'll kind of break it up in that way. Probably be a little longer than an hour, but I know we both love both of them. Um, the Movie Crips, one of my favorite podcasts. I know it's your favorite podcast, um, and yeah. We'll give that away. What's that? What gave that oh, away? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll because I stay up for all forty-eight hours during Yorkiethon for the last six years. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that. We'll you. I'll let you brag next week. All yeah. right. Um. So, follow us on Twitter at the Movie Bar Pod. Um. Yeah, and then we're also we're on iTunes, Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're gonna try to get out. To as many platforms as we can. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts now, yes, also. Um, so wherever you listen to podcasts, hopefully we're there. Um, if there's any places you want us on, uh, just let us know. We'll we'll get on there. And yeah, um, we'll see you next week. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave reviews. Yes, share. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want to hear. We'll, uh, we'll listen for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun again. Hopefully this episode yeah. comes up. Uh, if not, uh, fuck Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. My sentiments exactly.